welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of four little ones. Now here, we combine ambition and motherhood and well-being, and we help you leverage the skills you already have to build a flexible business that gets you both the income and the freedom that you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with inspirational and successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. All right, welcome back to the show. Today I have Hope Pedraza with me. Hope is a certified holistic nutritionist, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and host of Hopeful and Wholesome podcast. Hope helps career-driven women to heal their gut, balance their minds, and feel good in their bodies again. Hope is also a mum, a serial entrepreneur, and founder of a Pilates-based franchise, In Balance Studio. Welcome to the show, Hope. Thanks so much for having me. My goodness, there was a lot there. Can you? There was a lot. (laughs) Would you like to introduce yourself to your audience, to our audience, filling in the gaps a little, a little bit, talking about kind of how. Maybe, maybe some of the background of some of those things and we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my background is in dance and I danced for 20 something years of my life. And that's kind of what got me into the Pilates space. So I started teaching Pilates when I was in college. I started taking it when I was in high school, back in the nineties, I'd go with my mom to the gym. <laughs> you know, we do step aerobics and all the things you do in the nineties. <laughs> and then um, in high school, I started, uh, I took Pilates and then in college, I started teaching it. And really it just, you know, it just lent well to my dancing with, you know, fluidity and the precision and all of it, it just lent so well to dance. And so I just fell in love with it. And some years later, I had the opportunity to open a studio. And so that's kind of where I landed there with my, with my franchise imbalance and the nutrition piece. Um, it's hard to say exactly. Like there were so many, I think there's like, there's so many like avenues that led to me to get to the nutrition piece. I Part of it was I grew, I um, grew up with a lot of digestive issues, just in and out of different doctors and hospitals and all kinds of colonoscopies and you name it. I had it done just to figure out what was going on. And at the end of the day, the doctors just rolled it as IBS, which is like basically them saying, well, I don't know what it is. Your stomach hurts, you know. So I just kind of, you know, educated myself on, you know, human body and nutrition, all that. So I kind of dove in just for my own, you know educational purposes, I guess, to begin with. And then I, you progressed into doing more some certifications and a degree program and all of that. Um, and I really, I started off connecting that piece with my studio and mostly women who come into my studio, we have some in, but it's mostly women. And, you know, I would, I would hear them talking to each other about they're doing this diet and that diet. And it, I'm like, oh, this like, none of y'all are doing it right. Like you're all just starving yourselves. And so I wanted to provide like, like real nutritional, um, like valuable nutritional education and information and like sustainable ways for them to do things, you know, the things they wanted to do. And, and I wanted to provide this comprehensive experience for the people coming into my studio so they can get the nutrition piece, they can get the movement piece and, you know, they get the whole wellness Mm -hmm. equation. Um, so yeah, I kind of started off with that. And then as I progressed into, I, I, I'm just, I like learning and I just kept learning and learning more and learning more. And so it it just kept getting, you know, kind of more advanced certifications and stuff just to really be able to meet my clients at a deeper level. So that's when I did my FDMP, the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. 
Um, so yeah, then I think the other piece of that is I also grew up with a really tumultuous relationship with food being the dancer that I was, I it's, you know, and I mean, we've, we've, we've all grown up in diet culture, everybody listening, really, no matter what age you are, we, we're growing, you know, we've grown up in diet culture. So, you know, especially in the eighties and the nineties, I mean, my parents did every diet under the sun. So, I mean, you know, I grew up in a house where we did the sugar buster diet and the Atkins and the, you know, you name the diet, we tried them all. They tried them all, which meant, you know, we were eating the food, but I, I think part of it was that. And I think part of it was being a dancer. I, I was, you know, always striving for perfection in every aspect of my life. And, you know, I, I was, I'm short and I'm petite. I'm not the long, tall, skinny dancer that, you know, the ideal ballerina body. And I always wanted to be that thinking I could like change my genetics somehow and, and magically be eight inches taller with like five feet long legs. And so I think a lot of that kind of started my tumultuous relationship with food. And so <clears throat> I think initially, you know, it was a really like, more of an obsessive thing with food. I mean, you, I could tell you every calorie and fat count of every food under the sun. It was, it was like, it was, it was like that. So I think that was the other thing too, is as I, as I kind of helped heal my own body, when I was educating myself, I, I was also able to kind of shift my relationship with food and see it as like, Oh wait, I can use food to heal my body rather than like punish my body. So I think there was kind of another aspect of that too. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. Um, that it's so true. It's so true. I remember my mom really, yeah, it was always, you know, diet and starving mm -hmm. herself. And I love mm -hmm. that this conversation about food as medicine and gut health is actually mm -hmm. coming to the forefront because I have not been in this space in terms of nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't hear this conversation until the last couple of years mm -hmm. I think like I don't think it was really in the like more broadly in the culture and people were aware mm -hmm. if unless you had a gut issue right right then I think that it, it really wasn't part of kind of the general conversation mm -hmm. around around food and definitely when yeah. you were looking to meal plan for your family or whatever it is mm -hmm. gut health was not part of that yeah yeah um, I agree so I'm I'm so excited that you know the conversation is changing from mm -hmm. let's count calories yep. to like how do we actually have a healthy gut because it does affect so many areas of our lives so for people who don't know how important the gut is and I'm definitely not an expert but could you mm -hmm. maybe talk a little bit about that and like enlighten us about the importance of our gut with our overall health. Yeah. 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 So the gut is like you said, it does affect so many aspects of, of our body and of our overall well-being. 80% of your immune system starts in the gut. So we can see right off the bat, like your immune system and your gut are, you know, they're totally intertwined. And the other part of that is virtually every hormone in your body is some way affected by your gut, whether it's the hormone itself or an enzyme that helps make the hormone, it, they're all affected by your gut. So now you have your immune system and your hormones fully connected with your gut. So when we're looking at the gut, we're not just looking at like, like taking me as an example, like we're not just looking at things like IBS, like constipation or diarrhea, or like what I call quote, you know, typical gut issues. There's so many things that are affected by your gut. And I think that's such a a misconception we have in, in terms of our overall health is we automatically think 
you know, well, you know, I'm not constipated or I'm not bloated or I don't have diarrhea, like then it's not my gut when that's totally not the case. Like I deal with, I work with a lot of women with different autoimmune issues and in autoimmune type symptoms, kind of some mystery symptoms that might be autoimmune issues, a lot of hormonal issues, and all of those are connected to the gut. And so when we're looking at, you know, overall gut health, we're looking at building a healthy gut microbiome. So your microbiome is all the bacteria and yeast and fungi and all the things that are growing in your gut, your intestines, your colon, your stomach, all of those parts. And so a healthy gut microbiome is a good balance of, it's a balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria. You have to have both. And it's, and it's a good variety of bacteria as well. And the variety is based on, you know, the variety of foods that you eat and, and other factors too, like just, you know, overall inflammation, that kind of thing. But there's so much that goes into gut health that I really do. Like you're saying, I, I'm excited that the conversation is changing too, because it, I mean, it literally affects every, every part of your, your well-being. Yeah. And so then also impacts business performance, right? And that's something that, that you speak a lot about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, you know, I work, most of the women I work with are either they're professionals or high-performing women, entrepreneurs, like somewhere along the spectrum. And just about, I want to say every single one, but I'm sure there's maybe been one somewhere along the lines that didn't, but almost every single one complains about their energy levels. It's like a universal thing. I'm tired all the time, or they have like a crash at some part of the day, or they wake up not feeling rested. Like there's some issue with their energy and just, they just don't feel like they have the energy that, that they should have or that they want. And it totally affects your performance. It affects, it affects your performance at work or with, if with your business, it affects your performance with your family, your kids, your partner, whatever it is, like it affects every aspect of your life and in your health in general, not just your energy levels. And I think that's the other thing is people are realizing the people who are willing to invest in their health are realizing how, like it really affects every aspect of your life. It's not just like, oh, I look good in my jeans. Like there's so much more to it than that. It's, there's so much more to the wellness equation because it really does affect your relationships and your work and your career and all of those things. And especially in, in, it's talking about gut health, your energy levels and all those things that I hear most often, all of that is related to gut health. Um, so, so it really is important to understand to, to first have that, that sense of awareness. I think that's the first thing is being aware of what's going on in your body to kind of be able to make the changes necessary to, to heal whatever parts of your body need healing. And just the realization that it really does affect every aspect of your life. So that kind of afternoon slump that makes people reach for the sugar or the caffeine is that gut health issues? It is. I mean, a lot of times it's hormonal issues or it's blood sugar issues, but at the end of the day, all of that is going to somehow connect back to your gut. And I, I think a lot of times, a lot of times it's blood sugar issues. We've either gone too long without eating or we haven't eaten enough or we haven't eaten enough of the right macronutrients. Um, hydration is a big thing. So I, I, my gosh, majority of the people I've ever talked to, like, aren't getting enough water. Seriously. So that's like, hydration. Yeah. I, I think like water would solve like 50% of the world's problems. Like, Oh no, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And I talk yeah. about that all the time. They think I'm being dramatic. I'm like, no, really, if you would just drink more water, half these things you're telling me would not necessarily go away, but they would subside. Like it's, it's, it's true. So hydration is huge. 
And, you know, I, a lot of it is hormonal, right? Your cortisol levels are all, all out of whack. And that could be from burnout. It could be from other hormonal issues. It could be from the foods you're eating. Like when, when your body is in a stressed state, your cortisol levels are going to be all over the place and you going too long without eating or eating a bunch of sugary crap that doesn't have a lot of sustenance, right? Fiber and vitamins and minerals is going to cause your body to be in this stressed state. So your cortisol levels are going to be all over the place. But again, like to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I think, I think all of them really go back to your gut. Now it still could be hormonal, but like I said, your hormones are tied to your gut. So either way, it's going to yeah. be connected to your gut. You just said something that was like, that is giving me this aha moment and I can't, I think I've lost it, but <laughs> you know, you were saying about stress. Okay. That's what it was. Yes. You're saying that by eating those kind of foods, you're stressing your body out and you're raising your cortisol. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Cause that's like yeah. blowing my mind. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So the first, the very first step I take with my clients when they work with me is just calming the stress response in the body. And there's so many things that cause the stress response, but a lot of it is due to the foods that we eat. And we're you know, really? inflammation. Yes. I'm so inflammation. amazed. <laughs> <laughs> inflammation can be caused us so many things, but inflammation in and of itself is a stress on the body. That's the cause of inflammation is stress, whether it's physical stress, chemical stress, biochemical stress, that's what it is. So uh, when we're calming the stress response, we are doing a lot of things. And one of those things is really honing in on, okay, what are, infl what inflammatory foods are causing the stress response in the body? And it's, it can be different for everybody, but generally speaking, some of them, and, and when I say this, I want to say this as like a disclaimer, I'm not saying that all of these foods you should give up like for the rest of your life, but I'm saying when we're calming the stress response, like in terms of like a protocol to help someone heal their body and bounce things out for, for a period of time it's important so that we can really calm the body down to do what it's supposed to do. Your, your body is made to heal itself. Your body has everything it needs to heal itself. But when we're in this stressed state, it, there's just things in the way that, that keep your body from doing what it was meant to do. So when we were able to calm the stress response and we can allow our body to start to like balance out and function like it's supposed to. And so when we're looking at foods, the super inflammatory things like sugar and alcohol, I think most people know, right? Gluten, dairy, corn, and soy can be, and again, not everybody is sensitive to those things, but when your body is already in this like inflamed state, those things can just cause more inflammation. Um, and then too, it depends on the person too. Like some people um, have an issue with nightshade vegetables. Nightshades are like tomatoes, eggplants, uh, white, white potatoes, eggplants, tomatoes, bell peppers. For people that have uh, issues with like joint pain, like rheumatoid arthritis type stuff, those things can be really inflammatory. So it's important to know what's going on in your body, that awareness piece I was talking about, because based on what's going on in your body, different things, different foods could be affecting you. And it, it is, they do cause a stress on the body. Things like, you know, artificial, which I know here in the States, we're a lot more lenient with things that I'm not sure how it is in Australia, but artificial flavorings and colorings and food additives and preservatives and all, all of those cause a stress response in the body. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I was reading this chai <laughs> recipe box yesterday <laughs> and I had to hand it to my husband because we did, we generally don't eat sugar and we make most, I mean, you know, 
we'll go to a party, right? And that's fine. But yeah, at home, sure. we don't we don't have that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we make most things here. Mm-hmm. But I saw this chai and I was like, oh, I really felt like chai because it's getting really cold here, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like burning and, up here in and, Texas. And, so. and I picked it up and I was like, there's like nothing good in there. Like it was all yes. emulsify and like there was... I literally, there was like one thing that was like cinnamon or something. And I'm like, oh, good. (laughs) One real food. (laughs) Out of 20 ingredients, I'm like, put it back. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was like, so, yes, um, if you're buying packaged stuff, then, then, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, it is. I I love that. I haven't thought about that in those terms with the stress response. I'm going to be really mindful now. Um, And I, I think also when I did quit, eating sugar, which was now like six years ago, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was so not aware of my body and how Mm -hmm. foods were affecting me. Mm -hmm. Or even like I have children and like in pregnancy and breastfeeding, there were times when I didn't drink coffee. And when you're just drinking it and you're having it every day and the same as sugar, you don't realize the effect it has. It's it only does, when you right. take that thing out and then have it again, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm shaking now. Or right. like, oh my gosh, I had one Malteser and now I'm going to vomit because like my body's going, <laughs> no, alert, alert. Right. <laughs> like, and so I think it must be like that with some of those things you're talking about, like mm-hmm. gluten or dairy or nightshades. And because if you're just eating them, you don't, I think maybe you don't realize. Right. No, it's true. It's true. And I think it's, it's like that with anything. And I say that a lot is a lot of times people don't realize how crappy they feel until, until they're like, they have some assistance with like the awareness piece Like people don't realize how crappy they feel until they finally feel different. And they're like, Oh wait, I didn't realize I was feeling crappy this whole time. Cause that sometimes, you know, when I'm talking to people oh. before we work together and I'll be asking them questions and well, and I'll ask, you know, you talk about asking about their energy and this, that, and they'll give me kind of some like vague answers at that step. But then when I have them fill out this like super intense in-depth intake, these intake forms with like literally like hundreds of questions. And when they start answering them, I'm like, okay. Cause when you really have to think about it and like answer specific questions, I'm like, okay, well, you didn't tell me this, 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 or any of these things. And we were talking before, but it's that awareness piece. People don't realize how bad they feel until they really have to think about it. That, that's, that's how I feel. Like a lot of times people just don't know and, or they just don't take the time, right? A lot of people don't have that sense of awareness, right? Being able mm-hmm. to like check in with their body and feel how it feels, you know, that sense of awareness is a huge piece. Yeah. I think especially if you're not an exerciser, like if true. you don't, if you yeah. don't exercise, you're it's not true. bodily aware because I know exactly. when I wasn't, I didn't know how to move certain muscles or I mm-hmm. couldn't like pull my tummy in in a certain way or yep. I couldn't identify whatever. Totally. Whereas once, if you actually consciously move your body, you realize, oh, I can squeeze that muscle or I can, mm-hmm. you know, I can do that. So I think it, it yep. must be really, I think we we are so not bodily aware in so many yes. areas. And I don't yes. know if that's because we're just, we're busy or we're on our like technology all the time, but we're not in our bodies, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. It's so true. It's that, it's, you know, that taking time for that, like, being present and like being present in your body is part of it. Like we, you know, we hear a lot about mindfulness and and presence and all that, but it is, it's being present in your body. And 
the, the first, one of the first things I have my clients do is they do like a, like a food journal. It's not like just a, Oh, what did you eat today? Kind of thing. But I have one of my clients, like, I feel like I'm in a therapy session because I have them write down their food. And it's like, how did you feel before you ate? How did you feel after and checking with their feelings and their emotions and their stress levels and all these things to build that sense of awareness. And I have had a lot of them by, by day, like three, there's so much more detail because it's like by day one, they're like, Oh, I felt fine. Oh, I was hungry. You know, that's so short. But by day three, it's like, oh, wow, I was really stressed before eight. And then after I get, I felt, you know, they're like super detailed because it's that sense of like awareness, like, oh, you're right. I do feel a certain way before I eat. And my body did feel a certain way afterwards. So yeah, it's just really, I think like you said, it's just everybody is quote busy and we just don't take the time to be present with our bodies. Oh, I love what you're doing. And you're like, making me think I need to do some sort of detox and like, like (laughs) pair it all back and give it to basics and really like, you know, be more aware of what we're doing. Um, have fun. Okay. So how can we get out of that cycle? Is that what we need to do is like, you know, strip it all back for a while. Like how, what, how do you get out of that cycle of that, you know, stress and poor gut and low performance? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like you said, going back to basics is really all it is. It, it, it's, we complicate things and I don't really, I don't think it has to be complicated. I think the first piece is awareness, building that sense of awareness. And, and maybe it starts with what I was just saying, like do a food journal for a week and write down not only what you ate, how did you feel before you ate? How did you feel after you ate? What's going on with your body throughout the day? Just checking in with your body. And I think the other piece is, is just, going back to like the most basic, like fundamental, um, you know, health objectives, which is just eating real food and drinking water. Like, I think that it can be as simple as that. It's like, okay, well maybe I can, you know, help uh, improve my hydration and I can drink a little bit more water. Maybe I can, you know, eat less processed foods this week. Like, I think it's, it's taking baby steps to really get back to like real food, how nature intended it. And, um, and then just moving your body, taking time, taking time to be mindful, um, whether that's, you know, meditation or yoga, or even just like a walk outside, like a walk around the block outside or sitting outside on your patio to drink your tea or your coffee or whatever. But I think it's, it's the eating the real food, the hydration, the movement, the mindfulness, like all of those pieces together is what really creates this environment for your body to work optimally and efficiently and to thrive yeah yeah we do really overcomplicate it don't we mm-hmm. yeah drink more yeah. water people yeah that's <laughs> I, bought, it. I bought a bottle that I know how how, how big it is so then I just Same. know how many bottles I, I have to I drink have... in the day I'm like okay <laughs> yep. good it, yep. it takes the pressure off I'm like okay exactly. if I drink two of those we're good. Exactly it. All right. Talk to me about human design types. Yes. Because I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, we could really have a whole like episode on this. So I don't know how deep you want to get into it. We could go for another like three hours on this, (laughs) but (laughs) I just scratch the surface and then we can point (laughs) people to where to learn more information. Yes. Yes. No, agreed. So human design is basically like the science of differentiation. So it's, it's like your soul's blueprint. So it's based on things like some 
ancient wisdom like astrology and stuff, but then it's also based on like neuroscience and quantum physics. And it combines all of these things together to create <clears throat> this blueprint for your soul. And so you can go online and do this for free, get your, your human design chart. You can go, my favorite one is myhumandesign.com. Um, she does a really good job of like explaining it in layman's terms. Like she doesn't get complicated in it. And she gives you like enough of the basics. So you have a general understanding of your chart. And so you have enough to work with, um, but there's like geneticmatrix.com and um, mybodygraph.com, but myhumandesign.com I think is the best one. But anyway, you just need your birthday, your place of birth and um, your birthday time and place. And it's going to bring up this chart. And it's, it's, just, it's called a body graph, but it's a, on the, on the body graph, you'll see there's a bunch of shapes and arrows and lines and colors and all kinds of things, but it's, it, it, the, you'll see different shapes on it. And so if, if you're familiar with the chakra system, a lot of it is based on the chakra system. It's a little bit different because there's a few more centers than there are chakras, but it's based on like the energy systems and different gates and channels based on astrology. But I love using human design. I, I found I found human design um, a couple years ago when I was working um, with this spiritual coach. And it was like a little piece of this course that I did with her. It wasn't super in-depth, but it just intrigued me so much because I did my my body graph and I'm looking at it, I'm reading it, and I'm like, holy crap, like this is me. Like this is crazy. I was like totally mind blown. So I just I dove into it and I got a couple readings with this, this girl that uh, that I just absolutely loved because she's so she just knows so much. But it's it's like when you're able to look at your human design chart, it is like rediscovering who you are because there, you know, there's so many pieces of us that we feel, you know, we have to apologize for, we have to cover up or hide because it's either not what society thinks we should be or our family or whatever. When you, when you see your human design chart, you're like, wait, no, like that's me. I'm, I was literally designed that way. Like, that's why I am how I am. Like I was made that way. And that's how I felt about it. So initially when I did it, it was more from like a business perspective because it's like all these things I felt like quote should be doing in my business. They just, they never felt like good to me. I never felt, they just didn't jive with me. And so when I did my human design chart, I'm like, oh wait, no, I, I'm, I should be doing this because this is how I was, you know, what I was designed to be. So I, I love like putting all the pieces together and helping people really discover who they are, how they interact with the world, the reasons they react the way they do to certain situations and with energy around them. And so I use it with my clients in terms of wellness to be able to understand their body, um, different energetic needs based on what human design type they are. So there's five types. So if you, you do your chart, it'll tell you what your type is. And, um, and the types are also very different. There's some similarities, but they're also very different, which means that everyone really does have different energetic needs when it comes to food and movement and, you know, relationships and all of that stuff. And so being able to understand all those pieces really does. I mean, for me, it's been completely transformational, how I run my business, how I feel, how I treat my body. Like it just, it really does change things. Wow. That sounds really in depth. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see you what this thing totally is. You should totally do it. You should totally do it. And just know, like, if you go do it on the free site, it'll give you the base. Cause I mean, you can dive so deep into this stuff. There's so many, there's so many level layers to it and it can get really overwhelming. So when you do the free chart, it at least gives you like the general overview, like, okay, your type and your profile, 
some like some of your centers and stuff and you can at least get the gist of it and, and kind of have a good understanding. And then if you want to dive in deeper, then, you know, find somebody who can do a reading and kind of walk you through it and give you mm-hmm. a more in-depth look. Yeah, I've heard of some of this, some of the things you were speaking about, and I have a client who does this kind of holistic nutrition, and now you're you're putting different language to it. So I, I'm joining the dots in my brain as I'm kind of talking. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so then how, can you explain how you use this in terms of wellness? How does that inform you as to what their energetic needs are? Because I, yeah. because I haven't seen that I kind of can't. And can you just explain for the listeners? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So when I, when you look through, this is the way I see it. When you look at human design or look at wellness through the lens of human design, we spend a lot of our lives, we expend a lot of energy being someone or doing things that, that we shouldn't, that aren't, that we're not designed to be, that we're not designed to do. And when we're, you know, whether it's through social conditioning or, you know, genetics or society or your family, whatever, we live a life of quote shoulds, right? Things we should be doing, what I should be doing here, how I should be living my life, what I should be eating, what I should, you know, there's all these shoulds. And when, when we're doing these things and going against how we were designed, we expend a lot of energy. We waste a lot of energy doing that. So when we're doing this, it creates resistance when we create that resistance, this is what leads to things like, like burnout and exhaustion and disease in the body, because we're wasting energy being someone who we're not. And so the way I put human design with it is it's let's do things with the least resistance possible. That that's my outlook on it. And using human design and kind of opening this world up for people to understand their soul's blueprint, how they were designed, who they were designed to be allows them to make decisions for their health or wellness or business, their family relationships, all those things with as little resistance as possible. So it's more flow, it's more alignment. And so helping them understand um, what their energetic needs are for food, depending on your body type, on your human design type. Some, some types require like a, a higher caloric diet because they have so much energy that they need to get out. Some people are, are more, um, they take in other people's energy more often. So they need kind of a different, their energetic, their caloric needs look differently than other people. Some people have certain, um, certain parts of their chart mean that they really should be getting like a high intensity workout most days of the week so they can get the energy out they need to. Some parts of the chart for other people say the opposite and doing too much high intensity exercise is going to burn you out. So understanding those aspects of it understanding how you interact with other people's energy can really be a game changer in conserving your own energy, using it in the right way and, and really living with vitality because you're not wasting energy living out of alignment. Amazing. I'm excited to have a look. Yes, do it. (laughs) So Hope, is there anything that we haven't covered that you think that we should cover in relation to those things because I don't know what I don't know so I don't yeah know if I've missed something really obvious or is there anything else that you really would like to impart as we close before we close yeah that's a great question um I think I think just to kind of reiterate what we were saying before and not underestimating 
that sense of awareness and and into not only the not only the awareness piece but also the intuitive piece your intuition can tell you a lot about a lot <laughs> and it can tell you a lot about what's going on in your body and i i think a lot of times which is why i love human design so much bring it into it because it really helps people tune into their intuition a lot of times we shut off our intuition because we think we need to listen to everybody else when you really do have all the answers inside as woo woo as, as you want to think that is it, it's true. And so I think, you know, valuing, valuing your intuition and listening to your intuition really is the most important piece of the wellness equation because your body is going to tell you what it means. And, and just to keep it simple, like you don't have to overcomplicate it. There's no perfect diet for everybody. There's no perfect way to eat for everybody. It's all going to depend on your body. And if you listen to your intuition, it's going to tell you the answers. So good. I love that you said that there's no perfect diet because I think people are very quick to jump on the bandwagon of what's working yep. for someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if it's and like an absolute nightmare for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. And I got, I could talk, talk about like go off on a tangent. I could talk about that for another three hours too. And I think for women, especially, I think women are especially guilty of that. And it's, it's a lot of, you know, society and diet culture and all of that. But yeah, we like suffer through these diets because we think it's going to give us, you know, whatever it is we think is on the other side of it. And meanwhile, you're like totally wrecking your body and your hormones and your immune system. It's just wrecking your body. And not to mention that half of these like, you know, statistics and stuff around a lot of these diets were not even done on women's bodies. Most studies, just as a side note here, so the women listening know this, most studies done, especially when it comes to like intermittent fasting and the keto diet those were not done on women's bodies. The studies were done on men's bodies. So all these crazy statistics on how great intermittent fasting is for, yeah, that's for men. Really? Men run on a 24 hour cycle with their hormones. Women run on a 28 day cycle. So it's not going to be the same benefits as a man as it is to a woman. And it's the same with a lot of diets. Women are not, women are not made to eat the same as men, bottom line. So yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did I burst a bubble? I totally know that because I'm, you know, I'm curvier and my husband is like six foot six. So I don't know. He's like two meters tall. I don't know what, what, what yes, is, yeah, like feet. what you're I do using. better in feet. <laughs> you say meters and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And, and slim, right? And so he yes. can just eat like whatever. Oh, whereas yeah. I, totally. I know that I have to be really conscious of what I eat if I want mm-hmm. to continue to fit in my jeans. Yes. Like, yes. So that doesn't mean that I'm dieting. Don't hear that. Like, sure, it's just, sure. you know, you I'm, I'm careful. About I'm careful yes. about what I eat. I don't just eat yes. what I want to eat yes. because I'm European. So like, I want <laughs> to eat all the things all the time, yes. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, so I know like definitely the difference between our bodies, but the fact mm-hmm. like where you're relating it to hormones um, is really so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I guess just another kind of thing to add to the gender. It, it is. It inequality is. It's just gap. Totally. Absolutely. And that little nuance really does change the game for women. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's not a, level playing field in terms of, of, you know, dieting. And it's just, it's just not women's bodies are different. They're so different. I mean, yeah. I mean, man, I I actually have a fitness 
degree. I, I used to do fitness on the side for fun. Awesome. Yeah. And I would see men come in and just who haven't exercised in forever and get muscly so quickly. Oh, like yeah. get or, or like yeah. because like of the overnight. testosterone. <laughs> yes. And then the women would yes. like be busting a oh, gut yes. to try and get some yes. of and, and like not even or they'd be worried about getting muscle. I'm like, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's not going yeah, to happen. That's totally it. Some husband's like that. He could spend a week running and drop like 10 pounds like that. Like how does like what? It's so not fair. It's know, so not fair. Crazy. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's just different. It's totally, it's, just different. it's great. That's it. It's great. But yeah, I'm, I haven't, I hadn't thought about it in terms of the diet piece, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so interesting. So much to learn. Thank you so much for coming to share a little snippet of your wisdom with us. You're um, and I know that you have an incredible Facebook group that people can go and head inside to get more information to dig in deeper and figure out how they can for themselves um, actually begin this journey towards better health, better performance, whatever it is for them. So could you give us the details of that? And we will also link in the show notes as well. Yes, for sure. So um, my Facebook group is Live Wholesome and Healthy. And it's just all things holistic nutrition, holistic wellness, holistic living, all the things, just um, like-minded ladies all in one spot, just talking all things holistic wellness. And then you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm probably most active on Instagram, um, dropping lots of knowledge bombs for y'all on Instagram too. So it's at the Hope Jaza. So good. Thank you very much, Hope. I have, I've really enjoyed this conversation and thanks for bearing with my ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Like being mind blown. It's so good. I I love that there's so much to learn and I love that our bodies are so full of information and often we have looked outside for those things and more and more the conversation is that you know it's pointing back inwards and it's pointing back to the earth and you know Mm -hmm. just simplifying we really have built these constructs that are complicated and kind of unnecessary Mm -hmm. for whatever reason and just pairing it all back and going, no, we actually had a pretty good, <laughs> we a pretty good thing quite a while ago. Yes, so let's just yes, get back exactly. to that, right? Exactly it. Exactly so, um, it. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, I, I know I'm going to hop inside the Facebook group now and hang out there. So yes. um, look forward to seeing others in there as well. But thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mum Style Business Podcast. Two things you should know. First, come and join the party. I'm live with free marketing training inside the Social Marketing Method Facebook group every single week. This is where you can ask questions and get the answers that you need to simplify your strategy and amplify your income. Go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group and join and network there with incredible women, an incredible community of like-minded business owners. Now, second, if you have got any value from this episode, please, please, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it out on your socials. Your support helps us to reach more women in business and inspire them to increase our impact in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you next week.